Welcome to the B-Sides and Beers podcast. Hello, welcome to B-Sides and Beers podcast episode three. Today we're looking at no means no and focusing on their live album, Live and Cuddly. Uh, how's it going tonight, boys? Excellent. Good. Man. Good, good. Cool, cool. Uh, let's start this off as we usually do. Uh, what are we drinking this evening? Uh, I'm drinking a Roche Dutch Pills. Cool, cool. I switched back over to the Pink Whitney until I run out. So I'm back on the Pink, Pink Whitney. <laughs> Pink Whitney. Well, that's okay. I'll, I'll I'll somewhat be matching you tonight. the uh, The can that I have is pink, and the beer is called Jerkface Nine Thousand with the most pissed off, crazy clown. Looks like a white zombie album covers art, doesn't it? Yeah, white 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 zombie meets uh, prodigy. Yeah, yeah, kind of looks like a little Keith, bit of fire, a little, little bit of fire starter. Yeah, Keith. Yeah, so it's a it's a northwest wheat. Northwest wheat. So that's that. That's what I got. Oh, I'll uh, I'll let you know what it's like. It's the first time I've had it. I'm I'm just kind of grabbing new new shit as I go. So I like those parallel forty nine beers. Sounds- actually, I've, I've had a couple of them, and they're good. That is a super, wow, super wheat beer. Okay, there we go. <laughs> wow. So that's what we got there. All right, so today or tonight we are talking about No Means No. Um, no Means no. no. Means No. They are a punk band from Victoria, BC, Canada. They've been around since, what, 77? Something like that long fucking time yeah their yeah. their debut album came out in 82 i think they formed in 70 78 79 it's basically two brothers and john and rob Wright. there you go so there's there's john and rob Wright. yeah and uh yeah here we go so uh, i'm gonna shoot this off to dane and ask what made you choose this album um, okay, I think this is one of those albums that, again, um, we talked about this in uh, a previous podcast about albums that sort of just like, you know, we were talking about albums that came out in 1987. Obviously, all four of us were thinking Appetite for Destruction. Yep. Just one of those albums that like, as a young kid, you're exposed to something which is just like life changing. And like, for me... I was interested in different kinds of music, uh, mostly because I had cousins that were older than me. Uh, I had a couple uncles that were quite young um, and a little bit older than me and took it upon themselves to show me all of like the uh, music that my parents would hate. Right. So uh, my uncle Dave got me into uh, No Means No. And obviously... Um, of Victoria fame and one of the, I would say, original punk rock bands coming out of Canada. Definitely. You know, next to the almighty DOA. Yep. But <clears throat> um, 
it was just this album. It was so raw and so good. And specifically this one song, Rags and Bones. Oh, yes. And uh, just like a, a bass lick that just, you know, just cut through everything. And like that was sort of the what No Means No was all about, right? Definitely. Like very bass-focused. Um, and then backed up by John Wright's, uh, you know, sort of jazz style drumming. Very proggy. And it, yeah, just like that was it. That was the beginning of prog right there. I mean, you know, the, they are, I'm sure, the inspiration to a lot of like really crazy math rock bands. And, you know, that was something that was, you know, I was a little bit into in the early 2000s, but. Right. No Means No was just this sort of bass-focused, super heavy, um, something I'd never heard before. Right, right. And this live album was just, I think, the like the best way to sort of frame that sound. Was this the first album um, you heard of theirs, or was there something that you heard prior to? This was the first album. Okay, um, and this was 91? Yeah. yeah, 91. When I, yeah. when I heard it, oh man, I was just a little guy. Uh, you know what? It was probably around 94, 93, 94 when I yeah, heard yeah. it. Okay. And this album is, um, a lot of the tracks are off their album Wrong, which came out in, I want to say 90, 1989. Uh, and that was the first album 89. I ever heard of theirs too, was Wrong. So, Yeah. And I think that's probably one of their most popular albums. Definitely. Um, yeah. It's just hard hitting and like, um, different and, um, you know, just like post-hardcore quintessential Canadian punk rock. And like, yeah, I, it's one of those albums that a lot of people have never really heard before. Right. And, um, I just remember having it as a kid and especially like, you know, I think I was junior high when I was listening to it and a lot of my friends thought it was, satanic <laughs> <laughs> and i think because that first song yep. you know and uh i don't know who screams it out i don't know if it's robert john and they're like the dead lives yeah like, i love bow, that yeah bow, bow, yep. bow, bow, and it's just like it was something that you did not hear on the radio yeah it was just something completely different well, it was so tight and, and yeah. so perfect and so you know unradio friendly i mean you even for even for myself, it was very difficult to get into them at that time. Uh, like I had heard, I had heard wrong, and I, I got instantly, like you said, hooked on the bass and the tightness of the drums and that the the solid guitar riffs that like the very precise math kind of deal. But uh, it was hard for me at the time because it would have been ninety. 93 94 i guess when i was starting to discover punk and it was very it was too much for my brain at the time i mean for the most part i was i was all about fat records and epitaph and and yeah and exactly. it, it was all yeah, 90s skate, it was all 90s yeah. skate punk for me and then when i heard no means no i i got it but it i was not in the the right headspace to to really take it so yeah and you know it's easy to chalk it up as like oh that's that's bullshit that doesn't sound right 
Well, you're just into and, different uh, things. That's the that's the deal. I mean, when you look yeah. at the 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 skate punk at the time, it was very stripped down, very fast, yeah, very formulated, very simple. Yeah. But it was it was so kick ass. And then you look at this, where it's you know it's it's almost like a, a super technical Melvin's, or you know you can you can see the the rush influence and the over the top proggy everything in it so it was yeah. it was a little hard to to digest at the time but now it's 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 great yeah yeah and um so there was that there was like that first impression it had of me as mm -hmm. as a kid and then like you know i got a little older and, and you know in my in my 20s like going to see them live and these dudes were old and like I think that was like part of the attraction. Oh, totally. You know, you, you see these grandpas go up on stage and then <laughs> you look around you and it's just like, there's people wearing hockey masks, obviously. Um, you know, because they had an alter band, an art, alt, an alter ego band called the handsome brothers. brothers, which I'll get into it a little bit later on this. Cause I've got some, some cool info on that, but yeah, there you go. So on. like, you would go to the live shows and it would just be like crazy fucking people there. And I remember seeing, um, I'm trying to remember where it was. I mean, I saw them a couple of times and like, to be honest with you, I've even walked out of a no means no show because it was shitty. <laughs> and that's, that's just punk rock for you. Right. I mean, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. Yeah. It's just like, that's, that's what it is. It is what it is. But, um, you know, um Edmonton band broken nose yep. you know you would see like Al there and um you know you would just see people from like the the Edmonton sort of punk rock scene come to these shows and um everyone was just there having a great time to see these guys and like it was sort of like you belong to like this this club right like if you know if you knew who no means no was, then that was cool. Yeah, definitely. And that's just one of the things that really kind of stuck with me with this band. And, you know, obviously I got, you know, into punk rock and, and, you know, more towards like the fat records yeah. sort of Avenue that you talked about and, you know, loved it for years and years and years, but really like my, my love for punk rock started with, you know, I remember me and Mike would, laugh at joey shithead and doa and like what the f what the fuck is this yeah yep. <laughs> we'd see it on much music and like this is fucking garbage yep. but then like i heard no means no and i was like wait a second this is awesome and they're canadian you know and they're different and that guy's holding his drumstick differently and then it's like all all i hear is like this heavy bass and that's different and it was just sort of like you know a, a real nice introduction into what music could be was was that one of the one of the triggering points for you wanting to play bass or was it just like a like i i can see when when we talk about no means no and when we talk about uh uh fu manchu and stuff like that where i could see you being drawn to that specific flow of bass like i could see that standing out to you is that something that triggered something in you or were you? Yeah, it was like a, it was like a perfect storm, mm -hmm. you know, like I was always, you know, even now, but I've always been obsessed with tone yep. and like that perfect tone, yep. you know, that tone that just puts goosebumps on your arm. Yeah, yeah. And 
And, uh, you know, no means no wasn't necessarily that it was, you know, it was basically my uncle who was in, uh, his own band back in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, and he gave me, uh, you know, my first guitar and he's like, this is the bass and it's fucking awesome. And here's a band to listen to. They're called no means no. And like, they like, they hit the bass so fucking hard and that, and I didn't really understand what he was talking about. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, sure. Um, and then you listen to it and it's just like, wow. And, and like that song, I, like I, I mentioned before rags and bones, I spent weeks trying to like learn that lick. Right. It's just like such an awesome lick. Um, and I eventually like figured it out. And I think that as far as like me learning the bass, you know, I progressed from that, that clever little like rags and bones. Like it was just like always with me yep. when we were like writing songs back in the day. And like, yeah. So yeah, it was like super, you know, it just sort of like, you know, it, it kind of just went into my subconscious and it's always kind of been there. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's uh, it's funny you were mentioning the the them being so old. I, I keep going back to the the album cover of theirs for the People's Choice, where they're somewhere in Europe and someone has written on the the green room wall or the stairway wall. It says, uh, "How fucking old are no means no?" Question mark. And then it says, uh, "Give it up, granddads." And underneath, yeah, give it up, granddads. Yeah, and, I love that. And and and, and right <laughs> right underneath, you got John writing, uh, uh, "That's great, granddads, to you, fucker." I love that. Yeah, <laughs> so dope. <laughs> it's so good. It's like, yes, we're yeah. old, but we're still doing this, and we're still better than you. And even if it sucks, we're still having a blast, and you still paid us to come see the show. So what the hell? Right. Yeah, and that's what made it punk rock, <laughs> yeah, right? Definitely. That's what made it punk Love rock. Love it. Uh, yeah. I know this uh, album only because of you, I because I didn't know it back in, when it came out, and when you started listening to it is when I started listening to it. And the the funny thing is, is that, like, I don't think I've got a live album on my top ten. So that was number one for me i was like oh he's picking a live album interesting because yeah that was that was yeah because i'm never a fan of live albums like i thought they yeah. were cooler back when i was a kid and now i'm like i can't listen to a live album however this is a different live album this is like in a club kind of a live album rather than playing wembley and getting everybody to sing along with you right like I think the one of my favorite things about this album again is that first track, but yep. I think that you guys would probably agree that every single live album you've ever heard starts with what faded in crowd chanting and 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 singing. Right, yep. this is right in, like right and in. Go. There is yeah. no woo woo yeah, like it's just <laughs> yeah. smacks you right in the mouth right off the bat, and I love that part about it. Um, yeah. and it, you know, we were talking about, um, her blood and the smalls in the last episode, and there's a lot of that in there too, like, or vice versa. There's a lot of no means no in the smalls, which, you know, then they're probably yeah. not too far off as far as uh, when they came out, like the smalls probably a few years after that, but 
there's a lot of yeah, that definitely. in there too right like yeah. it was the that sound like guitar sound that bass sound definitely is in there for like all that small stuff so um yeah and it's funny too like all of these bands so far that we've been talking about through all these episodes have been canadian we've talked about all these and it's not it hasn't even probably been intentional but and we probably haven't noticed it till right now but it's like every single one we talk about is canadian so it's kind of cool that it's just like this you know this album that's considered one of these greatest you know punk rock albums and live albums to ever happen nobody really knows about it and this is another thing like on tragically hip right like how come nobody else knows about this how come you know right why did this get missed you know how come somebody gets accolades when the other band that came up with it first doesn't right like there's just so many things and you got to find out when you catch lightning in a bottle and who's your manager and who you talk to that night. And if you ran into this person and, you know, if you drank too much and you couldn't get up the next morning, right? Like it's like all these things, <laughs> yeah. it feels like that all lead to that moment of, you know, making it big. And I don't know, you know, no means no is again, not going to be playing Wembley stadium, but you know, they could have been bigger in the, you know, in the realm you know, DOA. Well, they're they're, they're definitely, they, they were definitely a, a, a niche thing. And you look at the time of it too, where their first album, 82 mama, and then you got sex mad in 86. And then you got, uh, what small parts isolated and destroyed in 88. And you got wrong in 89. And then, but, but then you look at, you, <laughs> you look at, uh, uh, zero plus two equals one in 91. Okay, so what came out in 91 and 89? So you've got 89, yeah. you've got Bleach, and 91, you've got Nevermind. So e- even even if, like, they, they were definitely there with uh, with the Melvins and on that sort of level, a more technical side once again, but that kind of a grouping and being in the area they were so near to Seattle and area, um those influencers are kind of just there anyway but like i saw but like you, you look at yeah i saw doa you like look at all the other music. bands around them yeah well D, yeah D, doa was a little a little different as well but uh yeah i don't know yeah you just look at the big the the explosion of bands in that vein it, it's like they just got dragged under in the wake and not 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 to their fault it was just a a timing thing i don't know I don't even know if, you know, it was even a question of mm-hmm. are they going to blow up or not? I mean, I think it was just right. within like the, the circles of, of like punk rock, I think, you know, they had done an album with Jello Biafra yes. of, um, you know, Dead Kennedys yep, yep. and, you know, they were part of Alternative Tentacles and that sort of thing. And, yep. and I mean, I don't know. It, you can take a look at bands like SNFU, yep. you know, from Edmonton yep. and like, why didn't they blow up and why weren't, how come they didn't become like the next no effects and stuff like that. And like, you know, who cares? Right. Like that's not, that's not punk rock. Oh, totally. It's, it, it was really about, you know, I, I think a moment in time and you sort of like framed it and, and like then I think like when you're talking about like 1991, that's sort of, I think where they kind of got to their, you know, their height and then it sort of trailed off for a while. But I think like that was the time when, 
you know, there was another one of those shifts and like the, the hair bands were over and, and it was like, okay, what now? And there was this weird moment right before grunge hit where I think people were kind of listening to punk rock a bit and then it kind of went to grunge. Right. And, um, you know, that's, that's where I kind of see, you know, no means no being like at their most kind of, uh, I guess most influential time, Definitely. but I don't know. And like, this is something this sort of, this is going to be a segue into like why I chose this album yep. is that, you know, they were also quite popular in Europe. Oh, huge, and, yeah. Um, yeah. And when I listened to that album, I remember like being younger and listening to that album and I was like, Oh, that's, that's a funny accent. It's probably in Germany somewhere or whatever. Yeah. And then um, I can't believe I didn't, I mean, of course, like you can find this on the internet now, you know, a, a now a couple of clicks and you're like, Oh, and so like this was, uh, Mo, I think the whole album was recorded in, in uh, the Netherlands. Right. I think half of it was in Groningen, and the other half is in Holland. a city called Ein. Yeah. So we got Holland and yeah, uh, live in. I'm going to pronounce that wrong. Vira. Oh, oh, Vira. Yeah. Okay, I thought okay, and then the other half was in Eindhoven. Yes, Eindhoven is there. Yeah, Eindhoven is there too. Yeah, and so I lived in Eindhoven for three and a half years four years yeah, i think it was four yeah. and yeah and they recorded at a um at a place called the fnr yep. and i've seen a bunch of bands at the fnr i've seen the melvins there i've seen sepultura there and yep. like so i didn't know this up until like a couple of weeks ago and i think that's that made it that much more special because um you know we we've had discussions about like why Canadian bands haven't like broken through and things like that. And like, um, yeah, these guys played at this show and it's not a small club. It's a, it's a pretty big club. And this is like back in 19, 1991, 1990. I don't know when they cut it, but, um, yeah, I think, you know, that just sort of like that cinched the deal for me. I was like, Oh hell yeah, this is definitely going to be in one of my top 10 albums because like, not only have I been to the place where they recorded this yep. in like this crazy country over in Europe, yep. like I have all of this, you know, a direct connection. Um, at, yeah. A direct yep. connection. And, you know, on top of which, you know, you know, I, it was one of the first like aggressive punk bands that I really got into as a kid. So right. yeah, I definitely had to pick that album. That's cool, man. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's crazy. Neither did I. I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, those people in the background are Dutch." Why? <laughs> like, I should have, I should have picked out that accent. But like, yeah. And uh, I can't imagine what kind of show that must have been. It must have been. Just oh, that insane. was insane. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't remember what track it was, but uh, maybe it was "Body Bag," uh, the one where they're they start off the song and then he stops and he starts telling this long ass story. And he's pretending to tell a long ass story and people are like, get on with the show. And, and he's, he's kind of mocking them back. And it's like, oh yeah, this reminds me of the time. This is going to take me about another 30 minutes. And then they just kick into the song. Yeah. yeah, Badass. <laughs> So cool. Yeah. Right. Love that track. Uh, but they're just a bunch of geeks, just like any other punk band. Right. That's what I love about punk rock. It's just like a bunch of geeks, you know, yeah, um, you know, I think that's 
you know, obviously I think they, they folded in 2016. And it's like, how long can you, yeah. they, they help. how long can you keep that, that thing going on? Right. And they did for a really long time. And, you know, again, at, they didn't get the accolades that a lot of other bands right. got. Right. But, you know, this, this seems to be like a, a theme that we keep talking about, like the underdog. Yeah. But, um, well, it's, it, yeah, most, yeah. most definitely. I, th I think they're, you know, one of the bands that, you know, you always talk about like your favorite drummer, who does he listen to? Like, who's your favorite drummer's drummer? Exactly. Right. Who's, who's your favorite bass players. And I think like a lot of bands that, you know, you think are, you know, whatever your favorites, you know, I think a lot of them did listen to No Meets No because they were there. Mm -hmm. They were part of that sort of initial foundation of like, right. um, you know, independent Canadian, you know, fucking punk rock or prog rock or whatever you want to call yep. them. But like they were, they were there. Yeah. And, um, and they caught them at that same influential age. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, Yeah. Live and Cuddly, check it out. If you have not listened to that album. Definitely a solid um, album. Nice. Absolutely. Good pick. Yeah. All right. Great choice, Dane. Love this album. Pretty well love everything they put out. Uh, yeah, I guess that's uh, it for episode three. Uh, thanks for listening and uh, cheers. Cheers.